0: You're listening to Mission Lab. Mission Lab. From our living new man, Ben Gomez. Here's our parents, Sean and Camille Brace.
1: And I'm here with my husband Sean. And this is Mission Lab. We're doing episode 29. Slow is the new fast.
0: And today we're talking about exponential discipleship. The power of exponential discipleship.
1: Addition versus multiplication.
0: Addition versus multiplication. So we want to multiply our efforts, not just add to our efforts, right? Correct. And uh so this kind of the context of this, I was I was reading some uh, articles from an old publication that is kind of like for our territory, and I came across a fascinating story about how our church was started. And it started way back in 1929. Our Seventh Day Adventist Church here in Bangor, um, way back in 1929, when an evangelist decided that he wanted to do an effort here in Bangor because there was no church here. And they had been spending thousands of dollars literally sending out tracts and information and literature about, you know, truth. And so he went to his superiors and said, let me put on these meetings in Bangor. They finally, after two years, agreed to have him come up here. And so they rented out Uh, City Hall in February of 1929 and they sent out flyers for a week saying come to our meetings and they set up a couple hundred chairs for that first night expecting hopefully very optimistically that people would come and and sit in those chairs and the first night they opened the doors and Camille how many people showed up that first night?
1: 800 people.
0: 800. That's 800. Zero, zero. I mean, that is unfathomable. If you were put on meetings today, do you think you'd get 800 people?
1: Definitely not.
0: Definitely not. Uh, but even more remarkable, they asked people if they want to come back the next night.
1: And 1,100 1, people showed up.
0: 1,100. That's 1,100. Zero, zero. Now, that is an astronomical number. I think literally, if you held meetings in bangor again it would take you if you did one series of meetings a year i think it would take you 40 years this is not an exaggeration i think it would take you 40 years to get that number of people through a series of meetings again such as those yeah such as those and
1: if you look at today's culture and i think we've probably talked about it before uh, with everything at your fingertips in your home,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime, yes. and I mean, just so many things of forms of entertainment in your home. Uh, there's not as much need for people to get outside of their comfort mm-hmm. zone. Uh, that's one of the reasons, or
0: or you can literally just watch like a preacher in your own living room as well. Like, why would I, but I mean, the larger problem really, and this is not an episode bashing traditional evangelism, although at some point maybe we can have one that's just like called bashing traditional evangelism. (laughs) Um, but, but, uh, the reality is most people in today's culture living in the West and, and Ty Gibson talked about this in the episode we did with him is people don't believe in the authority of the Bible. So why are they going to... In 1929, probably most Americans, the vast majority, thought that the Bible was the word of God. And so if there's somebody who's really good and fascinating, I'll go listen to what he says about the Bible. But today, you do meetings that are supposed to be talking about the Bible. Who's, who believes in the importance of reading the Bible. So, um, but part of why I'm telling the story is that we're now here 90 years later. And Camille, our church, our Bangor Seventh-day Adventist church mm-hmm. was started as a those, result of that. Those out meetings, of the
1: 1,100 people that showed up to those meetings, only 36 people started the church. Now thirty six yeah. num thirty six people, it's you know, that's yeah, a group. That's,
0: that's great. We praise the Lord for those thirty-six, but now ninety years later, we have about a hundred more members. So basically it's like one new member a year. Are those <laughs> are those good numbers?
1: They're not. They're, They're not, not
0: very good. Now we want to clarify we're not only about the numbers, but as we've maybe mentioned before, numbers do say something yeah and so if you go 90 years and you're basically from then until now, you have a you know one new member per year, we're, not, we're probably not going to reach the fulfillment of Jesus' command to go and make disciples of all the nations, right? Mm-hmm. So what we're talking about is the power of exponential discipleship. Traditional evangelism frequently relies on addition. What I mean by that is we put on meetings and one person goes up and speaks and we may celebrate because, hey, we got 10 new people. But to a large degree, we're just making consumers anyway. And we're not really making disciples, but plus we're working on the principle of addition, which is not going to get us to where I think God wants us to be of reaching the world with the gospel message. Right. So multiplication is what God, I think, invites us to focus on. And that is that is slowing down and focusing on quality over quantity because multiplication will always win out in the long run, won't it? Yeah. So let's do a little exercise here, Camille. You want to do this?
1: Yes. Yes. Definitely. Okay.
0: So let's talk about addition versus multiplication. So let's just, just make up a scenario. Let's say you have a church of 50 people and you decide that we are going to put on a series of meetings every year for the next 20 years. How does that sound to you?
1: It sounds exhausting. <laughs> and it sounds very expensive.
0: <laughs> well, let's just say for the sake of argument, you put on a series of meetings for 20 years, and every single year, as a result of those meetings, you baptized a thousand people.
1: Mhm-hmm. that so, be, sounds like quite a lot.:
0: Yeah. So at the end of 20 years, you start with 50, after 20 years, you'd have how many church members?
1: Um, 20,050.
0: Very good. We have a prize for you. Very good. (laughs) Uh, so that's that's pretty good. Like, but let's be clear, large number. Let's be clear if you're doing that in Bangor, Maine, and you put on meetings year after year after year after year, you're not baptizing a thousand people.
1: Well, yeah, and I think that's um, when you're looking at that traditional route of evangelism, I was recently talking with a friend who had talk to her pastor about doing uh discipleship going that route as opposed to doing the traditional form of evangelism and his response is well why can't we use all avenues mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with using all avenues cuz i i i totally f- and fully understand that people are are blessed and lo- felt um feel loved um, and brought to Christ through many different venues and...
0: Methods and means. Yes. Yeah.
1: However, I feel like we are smart people, mm-hmm. um, us as human beings. And if you look at the traditional root of evangelism and how people are brought in through that way, how many people are brought in versus how much money is spent.
0: Mm, it's not a very good ROI, Return yeah. on investment.
1: The, the ratios are not good at all, mm. if mm. you look at the stats on that. Mm-hmm. And so in my mind, I think, yes, let's use all avenues, but at the same time, can we not think outside the box?
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh, now we Just like
1: because we've been doing something for a hun- hundreds of years.
0: A hundred, yeah, a hundred plus. You know? Yeah.
1: Let's think outside the box more and-
0: yeah. Now, now we would say, praise the Lord. You know, even if it costs a million dollars to bring one soul to Christ, and yeah, absolutely. But God, like you say, gives us brains to say, how can I, how can I best utilize the talents and gifts and resources He's given me? And so, um, I don't know. This is, again, this is not an episode about why traditional evangelism is bad, but and I, but but nevertheless i think god wants us to work smarter not harder yep. and multiplication discipleship has the power to do that. exponential growth we'll talk about that in a second and as
1: times change i mean you know 100 years ago there was there wasn't computers there mm. definitely wasn't the internet there wasn't social media there wasn't
0: mission lab
1: and so yeah there wasn't podcasts so if you if we don't use any of those methods because they weren't used a hundred years ago to reach people for Christ, um, that doesn't really even make sense mm-hmm. to yeah. not use what we have currently um, as our culture changes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, so I one little one little before we move on to the multiplication exponential numbers. The, the challenge with, again, traditional evangelism is that it, it focuses on such a narrow slice of society and population that you're basically only ever targeting a very, very, very small segment of society. Because what it requires in order for people to come to your meetings, it requires two things. It requires, number one, the person that receives the invitation at that moment to be specifically open and curious about that very specific and narrow topic. Mm -hmm. So if I send out brochures, or if I invite my neighbor, or if I say to my coworker who I hardly know, hey, we're putting on meetings that talk about prophecy. That necessarily excludes the vast majority of the population because very few people are at that moment of invitation thinking about that particular topic, just by definition. Let's even say that 10% of the population is. We're basically excluding 90% of the population because that's the only means by which we're trying to, to to reach them.
1: And then even if that person is interested, mm-hmm. does that work with their schedule? Mm-hmm. Are they available at those times? Yeah. Um, Do
0: they... Are they willing, and even if it does work out with their time, are they willing to show up to a building they've never been to...
1: People to, they don't know. To sit
0: in a group of people that they never know. Now, they don't know. Now, does that happen a lot? Absolutely. There's many, many people who have been brought to Christ by this method. We're not saying it doesn't work, because we can all think of the exception, and my grandmother never would have been a Christian had she not gotten a flyer in the mail. And We have church members like that. We're not saying it never works, but we're just saying, how can we...
1: In this, in this day and age where things are changing at such rapid
0: mm-hmm.
1: paces... Pace. How can we do things differently? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So number one, uh, with the method of addition, 20,000 after 20 years. So Camille, if you just take five individuals, okay, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about multiplication now, and you tell them to invest in and disciple other people, and you say, just disciple two individuals. And let's just say for the sake of argument, which is not unrealistic at all, you disciple and invest in and multiply yourself in just two people. And every two years, you, uh, you multiply yourself in somebody else and you have two of those people that then multiply themselves in somebody else. After 20 years of doing this, how many disciples will you have? 295,245. <laughs> so that's oh, approximately 270,000 more than if you just baptize a 1,000 people a year. So which one sounds more... It's, an, it's
1: kind of a no-brainer. Yeah.
0: And how much money have you spent by doing this, probably? I mean... Just whatever it costs to say, hey, come over to my house for dinner, right?
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: So it, the 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 difference is staggering. The problem is we are often so nearsighted and we're so impatient and we don't have any sense of delayed gratification and we have to get the message out this second and we have to tell as many people as we can, but we're not really.
1: Because the old form of, a well, I shouldn't say old because people are still using it, but the. <laughs> The typical form of evangelism is let's put on this six, nine-week seminar. Let's get it in. Let's get it done. And Let's get as
0: many people as we can to hear the message that we're bringing. And then so
1: much time and so much effort and so much money has been put into that six or nine-week session that everyone is usually just drained and kind of like, okay, we did our part. We did the seminar. And so then those who are actually Mm -hmm. brought in... Mm -hmm. Um, if there are people who have been brought in, uh, to the church through that method, then
0: they don't have energy to, n-
1: no one has energy to disciple them and mm-hmm. to continue, um, yeah.
0: Ministering,
1: ministering to, them to them and them. that type of thing. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I, I would also just, you know, mention that usually, and again, we're speaking in very broad strokes. Usually when you're going the traditional route, you're producing consumers, and not necessarily disciples. And the retention rate is not that high anyway. It's like 50% maybe. We've talked about it before. For every 10 converts into our particular denomination, four are leaving. But if you disciple people, and you spend years of your life discipling them, you're not going to just let them go out the back door without noticing. But when you bring a mass of people all in, and you're not investing them as individuals and as people, and you're not doing life with them to begin with. When they leave, you're not all that, you know, affected by it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah. So um, now let's just just very quickly, if you start with 50 people, those same 50 people that you're doing the evangelistic meetings with, if you do start with 50 and you do discipleship, within 20 years you're going to have three million. Three million. Does it sound like that's it's a large pretty, number? Pretty large. Now. Just to be clear, if you were to do the evangelism every year for 20 years in Bangor, Maine, more realistically than 1,000 people, every series, you're talking probably more like 10. And then realistically, again, half of them are leaving after a year or two. So if you were to do that for 20 years, you start with 50, you're going to end with 150. So again, you want 150 starting with 50, or do you want starting with 50 and get 3 million. Which way sounds better? And even if you
1: cut that 3 million in half.
0: Yeah. In um, half. I mean, (laughs) even if you cut it (laughs) in like a million pieces, that's literally still a million left or three. No, anyway, I'm bad at math. (laughs) You should see the look Camille just gave me. (laughs) This is math time with Sean. Um, (gasps) At any rate, so... Again, and I could show you like visuals for this. I have bar graphs. The the numbers are much more impressive to begin with when it's addition. If you're talking big numbers like a thousand, which we're not realistically, but it's more impressive to begin with. But you give it a few years, and if you slowly build and you invest and you multiply, after a few years, it takes off and it just multiplies. Like if you fold a piece of paper together, if you fold a piece of paper in half, you'd fold it 50 times. Where is it reaching? Literally the moon. That's the power of exponential growth. So going slow, just multiplying yourself and others and God will do amazing things. And so that's what we're seeking to do. We're going to talk a little bit more of that in the next episode. Um, But that's what I think God is calling us to do, is to slow down, invest in people, disciple them, multiply ourselves in them, go deeper with them, ground them more, and by God's grace, they will learn to make disciples themselves. Slow
1: is the new fast.
0: Slow is the new fast, is the expression, and uh, that's what we want to impress upon you. The numbers are staggering. Just think about them, consider them, and let's, let's make disciples. Let's not just bring in consumers so anything else camille before we close us down here
1: no we're we're signing off we we're actually in the middle of our first mini snowstorm here mm-hmm. in bangor
0: december 9
1: super late this year mm-hmm. um we've lived here almost seven years and this is
0: the latest the
1: latest we've that had the first snow the first snow yeah so it's so. gorgeous outside right now and um Yeah, so happy holidays, and we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to Mission Lab. Our theme song is Portland Hike by Tiny Music. Additional editing by Chris Ergang. Follow us on Twitter at MLabPodcast.